welcome to Crushing Kayfabe. Thank you for tuning in. This is Jason Garish, and uh, I wanted to start the show off by addressing something that happened within the uh, wrestling podcast community last week. Uh, an episode of Breakfast Soup that uh, happened on the 18th of April, um, where uh, Anthony Missionary Thomas uh, basically put in his two weeks notice on the show um, live while the show was occurring. Um, apparently this, uh, sandbag Don Tony, um, the two had been doing the, uh, doing the, uh, breakfast soup I th- for a couple of years now. I think ever since, uh, Kevin Castle lost, left the, um, Don Tony, Kevin Castle show. And, um, the, they've all known each other for probably about like 17 years now. And, um, I definitely was a shock to me to hear on the uh, on the recorded podcast um hadn't heard anything like this previously happening i know um um breakfast uh i mean not breakfast i'm sorry uh wrestling soup and uh and the don tony show had done a uh a podcast for the first night of uh wrestlemania which was really good it combined um joey numbers uh missionary Kevin Castle and Don Tony into one show, which was really cool to hear. Um, Don Tony didn't, I mean, uh, not Don Tony. Yeah, Don Tony didn't uh, uh, return for the follow-up show the next night, which I thought was kind of weird. So um, the next couple of couple weeks, uh, yeah, and the, the couple of shows have been kind of weird. Kind of chalked it up to uh, fatigue from WrestleMania, but, um, you know, it was, I wasn't expecting to... Uh, to hear uh missionary um basically announces retirement from uh breakfast soup um now he's uh faced a lot of backlash concerning this which i don't think is i really don't think it's justified um i don't know why people are uh trolling him the way they are it's kind of stupid but uh but is it the way that i probably would have conducted myself probably not um I kind of like to tend to do things like of that nature in private, but you don't know what what has been happening behind the scenes. You don't know um, what kind of conversations have occurred be- between him and Don Tony. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in their personal lives. So, um, so I'll save judgment for that. And plus, everything I've ever heard from from missionary, he's he's always been seemed to have been a stand up guy from. Uh, since day one, you know, and like I said, I've been listening to all these guys, you know, I've been listening to, uh, Don Tony back when it was a Don Tony and Kevin Cashel's show, um, listening to Wrestling Soup for a very, very long time, um, I remember listening to it in my first house, uh, I used to, um, every night used to put those on before I go to bed and, uh, or I'd even listen to it live, so, so I've been a fan of all of these shows uh, for a very long time. But they have Solo Monster also for a very long time. Fortunately, being uh, a father of a toddler and having a family, I don't have as much time to listen to uh, to podcasts as I used to. Um, uh, when I was uh, commuting to Memphis every day, which was an hour and a half one way, so three hours of uh, driving every day, I listened to... Uh, podcast very extensively but um unfortunately i don't have that kind of time anymore um but but yeah i know that when uh missionary had gone off the air with 
uh, Don Tony, Don Tony kind of um, went to like a 15 minute diatribe about the about the event. Um, and he did ask uh, listeners not to uh, not to negatively comment on uh, on missionary, and uh, I kind of I definitely agree with him on that. You know, um, like I said, I don't know if it's a matter of um, of um, you know, missionary being upset about not being included in Don Tony's plans concerning Blue Wire and all the things that uh, that Don Tony had been signing up with. Um, you know, he, Don Tony appears to be, at least on su- the surface, uh, very ambitious. So, so I, you know, he's always. Um, it seems like he's always put himself first, which you know he he's built up his show to a a very respectable audience and he has signed a really good deal with uh with blue wire and has some really cool things coming down the pike so so i can't fault him at all you know and all these guys like i said have entertained me over the years you know unfortunately as fans we tend to um think that we know individuals because we've listened to them for so many years and they've shared you know personal experiences on the air but we really don't know these people. We don't know what they're going through in their personal lives. We don't know. We don't know what types of conversations have occurred off camera, off the air. So, um, so I, I definitely plead for everybody to reserve judgment um, on both parties. You know, because I'll still continue to listen to Don Tony Shaw. I'll still continue to listen to Wrestling Soup. You know, um, I've said in the past. You know, I've had some conversations in the over the years in the past with with all these individuals you know i've had a brief conversation with missionary you know um very brief conversations with don tony you know a very brief conversation with um with uh kevin castle in the past i've never spoken to joy numbers i don't know anything about him um but, I mean, like I said, once again, these are extremely brief passing conversations, you know. So, I don't know these individuals. I don't know them personally. I'm not friends with them. You know, so, really, they, um, you know, they don't deserve my judge and judgment as uh, nobody does. Nobody deserves to be judged. So, uh, so but I, I'm hoping that, that this uh, just brings about some bigger and better things, you know. Um, like I said, I don't know if. If uh, Missionary was upset about being left out of some of those conversations about um, plans to uh, to um, end some of the shows and whatnot, or you know, as as the shows being built with just Don Tony kind of thing. I mean, that's the deal he signed with Blue Wire, though. So, um, so I I don't know. Like I said, everything that I could say would be speculation. I just know that I fully support these individuals still and. Uh, they both had some very glowing things to say about each other and very respectful things to say about each other. And uh, like I said, it's like a 17-year relationship, uh, professional relationship they've had with each other. So it's, you know, it's not, um, you know, it, it didn't seem to, to appear to have any ill will to, towards each other. Just, I mean, I've been in situations like that before where I know, had a friend who uh, who was extremely negative, who I'd been friends with for, for about twenty years, you know, and uh, and had to end up 
distancing myself from that friend just because he was holding me back personally and uh, professionally because he I would have never been able to have my singing career have any of this or pursue anything you know with uh, that kind of negative influence in my life and it might have been just a situation like that where where they were disagreeing about things or left out of things and uh, the relationship in that respect had to end which is very possible so uh, so like I said I'm not going to speculate anymore on that just uh, wish everyone the best of luck um, I, I did have one really good uh, conversation years and years and years ago with Kevin Castle regarding um, a pet of mine had died that day and uh, I had to continue to go work and it was it was regarding the Don Tony Kevin Castle show, and uh, I thank them for um, for uh, helping me through that and being able to laugh on my way to work. Because at the time I was doing uh, contracted IT deployment work, and I had to drive all around the state, and uh, and I was just I just put you know DTKC on and was able to laugh and forget about anything that happened previously. So. So definitely, I had a, like I said, I had some great comments from him in the past about that. But that, do I expect him to remember any of that? No, no. You know, I don't expect any of them to remember any of the conversations they've had with me in the past because I'm sure they have hundreds of, of fans who have contacted them regarding various things. So, uh, you know, like I said, unfortunately, part of being a fan, you after listening to these people for so long talk about their personal lives, talk about what's going on in their lives, you unfortunately you do think you know them but but when you are uh, the reality i should say of the situation is you don't so um so yeah i'd like to uh strongly discourage any judgment because i know there was a lot of uh, backlash from some of the don tony fans against missionary and and it's it's not it's not well placed it's not it's not appropriate um you know he's done a lot for that show, and and Don Tony's done a lot for his show. So it's um there shouldn't be any any type of um negative social media going around. I know there will be because people are trolls and people things like this tend to bring about the worst in people, and and that should never be. You know it should all be positive because uh, these guys are doing some great work and doing some great things and should be applauded for their efforts rather than brought down. I know that um, in June, Don Tony and Kevin Cass are reuniting for one show, and they're bringing Killer Cross on the show. So that is, that is exciting news. I'm super stoked to hear that. Killer Cross is one of my favorite wrestlers, and to hear him back on the show with Don Tony and Kevin Cass, it's going to be really exciting. So I'm looking forward to that in June. So... You know, and there's something that people didn't think they'd ever hear again, you know, is Don Tony Kim Castle. So uh, so that's going to be really cool uh, to hear. I like the chemistry between those two. I like, I like the chemistry between uh, Missionary and Kevin Castle on Wrestling Soup. I like the chemistry between uh, Missionary and Joey Numbers. So so all those shows I find greatly entertaining, and um, and we should all support them and, uh, and continue to do so, you know, um, Despite, like I said, you don't know what's going on in personal people, in per, people's personal lives. If I could actually speak, sorry, you don't know what's going on with them. Um, and uh, but they'll continue to put on a great, put out some great products and uh, put on a great show. And some more, uh, 
local news, uh, Billy Corrigan is going to bring NWA to Knoxville on June 11th. So that's going to be cool. Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, and this show is based out of Tennessee, so that should be pretty cool. You know, um, another cool thing that's happening here in Tennessee, um, May 21st, the Young Goats are going to face off against Rock and Roll Express in TWX in Memphis, Tennessee. I'm really excited about that, you know been following uh zay washington for a little while he's a, he was a neighbor of mine for a little while here now and uh been watching him since his uh tiwf days since he's still he's still wrestling tiwf but um but it's been exciting following his career go up through um memphis championship wrestling and all the various organizations i've been seeing him show up and he's he's a super talented wrestler and uh as as is his uh his uh teammate and uh which i'm i apologize his name eludes me right now I, I greatly apologize for that but um but that's gonna be a real fun real fun match i think and i'm looking forward to that a lot you know rock and roll express is retiring this year they're they're on their retirement tour farewell tour and um and it's gonna be a good one you know they've been uh facing off against some really really great teams and i'm looking forward to see them go up against the young goats so that's going to be what may 20 may 21st so that should be a lot of fun you know other than that i haven't i didn't get to watch memphis uh championship this week so i got no comments regarding that um i did get to watch uh um monday night raw finally got to see uh ray ripley turn heel against uh against Liv Morgan, you know, hoping that the rumors are true and that she's going to join up with Edge's faction because I think she'll fit in really well with with uh, with that group. I think that'll be fun to watch. She, she'll fit in real well with that group with, um, you know, and, uh, and I think that'll work well. I think that'll work really well. You know, other than that, let's see, I think we, we saw Veer Mahan. Uh, with another squash match, um, they're really not doing this guy any favors, I don't think. I mean, they gotta get a mouthpiece for him or something. It's just starting to look silly and two-dimensional. Um, we saw Ezekiel, Ezekiel with another comedic, uh, segment passing a lie detector test. Um, I kinda like this deal. I kind of, I, I don't know why, but I'm actually entertained by this silly, stupid stuff. I, Part of the reason is Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens is doing a great job of and of doing this. So is Ezekiel slash Elias, whatever you want to call him. I mean, initially I was really put off with the look for Ezekiel because I liked Elias. I thought he had a great gimmick, and uh, he looks great with the beard. It just looks weird without it. Um, but I, but he's doing doing well with this gimmick and he's making it work in combination with kevin owens he's probably got the best partner to do it with so um you know even though i miss beard it's it's uh it's made me laugh a few times i mean uh and i can't deny that you just as dumb as it is it's made me laugh you know um you know we had a good uh segment with aj styles with uh damian priest and edge beating the beating the hell out of him in the locker room that was that looked pretty vicious so that's kind of leading up to their next match at backlash um which is coming up 
That should be. I hope it's better than this than the WrestleMania match because I, I I like Edge and I'm a huge AJ Styles fan, but for some reason that match just fell flat. It felt by the numbers, it felt boring, and I'm hoping to God that they can put a a better match together at a, at Backlash. I'm sorry, WrestleMania Backlash. Full name. Um, we had Austin Theory win the United States title. I I really like this segment because they're booking him the right way. They're building him up well, and I I like it. Um, the whole association with the uh, with Mr. McMahon and him coming out at the end to give the rub to him, I thought worked really well. And I think, uh, I think this kid's got a good future and I think he's going to do well. And it's smart to put the belt on him, especially after the, the loss at WrestleMania. Now they put the belt on him and, uh, and it helps him out tremendously, you know, so, and then having all the heels come out and put them on his shoulders. I, I thought that was a really good touch. So that was, that was a fun segment, you know, and, um, I don't know if it was directly after that, but we had the commitment ceremony, which was an absolute cluster F. Holy cow. I, it was mildly amusing. I got, it was kind of a throwback thing to the old weddings. And, uh, having our truth officiate it was probably the best thing they could have done because that, that made that segment bearable. Um, it was just dumb fun. I, and, you know, and in the comment with the PG when, um, uh, you know, and Snuka, and, uh, wow, and, uh, holy crap, I can't, my brain is not functioning properly today, I'm sorry, uh, Dana Brooks, uh, we're gonna kiss, I thought that was a great comment that he had, um, about it being pot, not PG, you know, I thought that was great, um, you know, we had, uh, we had Rampage, let's see, um, I know we had the Battle of the Belts, and uh, but we already went over that with Sammy Guevara winning the belt back. Then we had a um, interaction again with him, Scorpio Sky. Um, I couldn't believe how uh, how quickly they turned Sammy Guevara heel. Jeez, that was just in a split second. At least they're reading the crowd and reading the room and and pulled the trigger on immediately. Immediately. So that was smart booking on their part, and then uh, the ha- and then you know they basically made Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky uh, baby faces overnight. <laughs> it was, but some re- some reason it worked, you know. Um, man, I I don't know. It's like I I don't know how they managed to pull that off, but uh, for once, um, for once AEW did some really good booking there. Um, not to say that they don't always, you know, book well, but uh, they've they've really got to tighten up some of their booking. It, it's getting, it's just getting incohesive. It doesn't feel like a unit, you know. Um, it kind of feels like everybody's just doing their own separate thing and doesn't have doesn't have a real good feel to it, you know. Um, other than that, you know, Darby Allen versus Andrade Idolo, of course that was a good match, you know, um, of course. You got Darby Allen, you got Andrade, of course it was a good match, you know, Wardlow versus The Butcher was just another thing to set up, um, to set up Wardlow faces MJF. You know, to start things off, we had CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes, really good match, great match, you know, a lot of people should take notes on that one, 
that was that was an excellent match. I was looking forward to that, and I was, didn't disappoint. You know, um, you know, I had the Owen Hart Foundation Men's Tournament qualifier, Jungle Boy versus Kyle O'Reilly. Um, uh, we had the women's side of that. Uh, you know, Daniel Camella Car- versus Britt Baker, big deal. Um, Hooks Dynamite debut, you know, um, was on there. Um, then we had the uh, Earth, well, yeah, even before I think we had the Earth Shattering uh, announcement from Tony Khan, you know, with the uh, the news that he's. The AEW and uh, New Japan are doing a uh, pay-per-view together. That should be interesting. It should be good. I It wasn't the amazing, earth-shattering news that one could ex- expect. Uh, you know, um, it wasn't, uh, like I said, I mean, uh, he builds these announcements up and builds them up and builds them up until when they he finally announces them, they're just kind of like, Blackluster. It's it's anticlimactic when he actually does. You know, um, Dixie Carter used to do the same thing with TNA, and uh, I get that you're trying to draw attention to your product. The problem is, uh, the problem with this New Japan deal is, like I've kind of said with the um, before, you you're you're hitting a very niche sort of audience. You're not appealing to the casual casual viewer of wrestling, so. It doesn't really help to bring any new fans into AEW, and that's one of the reasons why AEW is kind of plateaued in the ratings. You know, there isn't anyone new coming in to watch this stuff because they really don't have any incentive to. You know, they've signed all, most of the big names, and they've signed, got brought CM Punk out of retirement, yada, 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 and, which is amazing. I love it, you know, but I have a feeling I'm part of the minority as far as wrestling audiences you know um a lot of the people watching wwe don't know who a lot of these people are you know and that you know so they've got to figure out more ways to uh to bring casual viewers and and one way i think would be uh, kind of stepping up the production production value of the show and kind of, cuz there's something odd about the lighting of that show i don't know what it is it's almost like a bluish lighting and you see a definite difference between that and the and when you watch the wwe product you know i don't get me wrong i like the aw product much better but aew product i should say much better but there are some production elements that, that I think if they incorporated, I think it would help bring in some new viewership. And then if you combine that with better booking, especially with the uh, with the Rampage show, I mean, because right now they've got so many things going on. They've got to figure out what to do with Ring of Honor. They've got to figure out what to do with uh, with a lot of the wrestlers that aren't making it onto TV. You know, they've got all these YouTube uh, shows going on, but nobody's watching these shows. I'm not watching them. I'm a wrestling fan, you know, and uh, that's a problem. You know, that's a real big problem. If if you can't even draw in hardcore wrestling fans to watch your YouTube shows, you know, like Dark and Elevation, um, that's a major issue, you know, um, because a lot of times, you know, obviously our step below Rampage, and a lot of times, 
lately Rampage has been feeling really flat. I don't know if it's because it's on so late on Friday nights or just bad booking, but part of the reason is a lot of times it's not live. It's taped right after a Dynamite, and uh, by that time, the crowd is absolutely exhausted, you know, and uh, they've been through several hours of wrestling already because they, they tend to tape all those episodes in one night. You know, occasionally they will have the Rampage on live, they will do this, they'll do that, especially if they have a surprise. You know, because obviously that's another major issue is you can't do any surprises in the pre-tape shows. You know, it's almost like if they pre-tape Rampage, why even bother watching it? Because you already know the results and you already um, know that there's not going to be any major shock debuts or surprises that or heel turns or anything that that occur in the show because if there were it would have leaked and people would have posted it several thousand times on on websites and uh and that's that it's kind of uh living in you know the 21st century now that's what you gotta put up with everything has to be live now so they they've got some definite issues to work out with there and i have some issues with the direction too i mean I don't know if they need to bring in more cameras, but one of the things that WWE does so incredibly well is hide a lot of the inadequacies of some of the wrestlers to the casual viewer. And they do this by cutting the proper angles, going switching cameras at the right time, and things of that nature, quick cut angles, you know, good directing, and uh, which is extremely difficult to do in a live situation, but they do it incredibly well. Um, and I've noticed that when you start getting lower on the food chain with wrestling shows, and I'm going to put AEW slightly below that, sorry, you know, um, you notice that the directing isn't as sharp, and you notice that you'll see things that you wouldn't normally see at a WWE show, and it's not because they're not occurring, it's because the director is skillful enough not to show it to you. You know, because I honestly think if you took a general consensus, AEW's wrestlers are much better than some of the WWE wrestlers. But some of the talent that WWE is showing on there is, you know, is on par with some of the lower level talent that, that AEW is showing. And a lot of times, I mean, you can't, uh, not to point anybody down, but you can't tell me like a Liv Morgan or someone like that is is better than Thunder Rosa or better than Serena Deeb. You, you can't tell me that. Uh, but it's all on how you book her and what you show on television, what you don't show on television. You know, that, that builds everything up. Uh, wrestling is akin to a magic show. It's illusion. You know, it's not what you necessarily what you see. It's a lot of what you don't see. You know, you don't see the magician hiding the card in his jacket. You don't see these things. That's what WWE is so adept at. They they're good at hiding their own flaws and and approaching things with an extremely high production value. You know, um, that's something I think that that uh, AEW uh, has to work on. I don't know if they have this feeling that they want to make it appear lower budget or... Yeah, because I think Tony Khan has a fascination with 
ECW and he has a fascination with like the Attitude Era and whatnot. And I think he wants to keep that rough style to to appeal to that crowd and to appeal to himself because primarily the guy is booking for himself, I think. I don't think he's booking for a mass audience. I think he's setting up dream matches. I think he's setting up things that he envisioned long, long ago as being entertaining to himself. You know, and, and I hate to use this, but, but like a king on a throne, he, he's calling for his jester to entertain him. And that's kind of what AEW appears to me <laughs> week in, week out sometimes. I find it entertaining because I've been a wrestling fan since I was a small child. I know a little bit about the industry and, uh, and I know good wrestlers and I can see, you know, um, what entertains me, you know, and, and the AEW puts that on display a lot. But like I said, to the casual fan tuning in, I can very well see them looking at that and, and seeing it almost as a second rate show. They might not be able to tell you why, but as someone who's worked in television, as someone who's done professional camera work, as someone who's done direction of television, you know, who's worked as a production system assistant at a network, um, I can look at what they're they're doing and say, "Wow, um, you really should have cut away at that moment, or you really should have." And that's another thing too. Um, it's not just quick cut action. Sometimes you gotta let the moment build, and that's something that AEW is absolutely horrible about: is letting the moment build. Like when SCU broke up as a team. There's a team that's been together and pretty legendary within the independent circuit, within TNA, within Ring of Honor. That was a big deal. Uh, AEW immediately quick cut to something happening backstage. They should have lingered on that moment for about a minute or so and really made the moment impactful. Because the way they treated it, it was just another thing you throw in the garbage. It was another moment that just you blink and you miss it. And... That was inexcusable. And that's something they got to learn is pacing and dynamics. You know, you're telling a story. You're not just putting on spot fests. You're not just putting on one match after another. You're not just displaying athletic talent. You're telling a story. And that's something they've got to learn before it's too late. Because they're going to end up like TNA. They're going to end up like Impact Wrestling if they don't. So, you know, put your ego aside, Mr. Khan, and put together a good wrestling show. You know, you, you've, you've made me happy with the product, but you've got to continue to evolve and grow. You know, and, and uh, saying dumb things on Twitter and, and uh, reacting emotionally and calling people bots that aren't bots. They're just people criticizing your product. And here's the thing. If I didn't like the product, if I didn't want to see the product succeed, I'd keep my mouth shut and I wouldn't say a damn thing about it. But because I enjoy the product and because I want it to be an even better product, I'll continue to criticize it because of that. You know, like I said, I enjoy the show better than WWE, but WWE is... WrestleMania put on a damn entertaining show. And they're catching up in that department in a lot of regards. And, uh, 
you're going to start losing viewers if you don't wake up and start, you know, realizing that you've got some really great building blocks, you got some foundation, you got the pillars of your foundation, you've established them, build on it now. And continue to grow and continue to tell stories, not just for millennials, but expand that audience for for newbies. For people who don't know the uh, show, you know, expand that audience. Otherwise, the show is going to stagnate and it's going to die. You know, it's going to go the way of TNA. It's going to go the way of ever. Going to go the way of WCW if you don't. You know, it's time to put the ego aside and realize what you got to do. You know, and that's not like I said. If I didn't love the product, I wouldn't say a damn thing about it. I would just keep my mouth shut. And not say a word, but because I want to see the company flourish, because I want to see it continue to grow, I'll say things like that, you know. And uh, like I said, I do enjoy the product. I do enjoy it more than WWE, but it's it's got room to grow, you know. It's got room to grow. It's not perfect. Um, you know, like I said, uh, one of the things I think that's going to make be a sink or swim situation for AEWs what they finally decide to do with Ring of Honor. And I was kind of hoping that that would be the big announcement last week. You know, don't get me wrong. The the New Japan stuff is going to be really entertaining. Unfortunately, what really sucks about New Japan is they lost the deal with Access Television, you know, what was a couple years ago. Because of that, the American audience is not familiar with the majority of wrestlers on New Japan. So, once again, you're appealing to a niche crowd that tunes into New Japan. Um, I loved it when it was on Access. I thought it was great. Why they canceled it, why they got rid of it, I have no idea. I don't know if maybe I was one of the few people that enjoyed the product, but I really did. I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, since Access dropped it, I have not watched a single New Japan match. I'm sorry. You know, I think I watched, well, geez, maybe after that, I don't know if that was after they dropped it that the Osprey-Lance Archer match happened. I remember watching that, but but other than that, you know, the, the general American public is, has absolutely no idea what New Japan is, unfortunately. So you're going to struggle to get uh, to get buy rates I know we don't use that term anymore, but I do. Because it's people who are buying the product. It's going to get buy rates for, for that particular pay-per-view. Will it be a great pay-per-view? Heck yeah. I think it's going to be an awesome pay-per-view. Does that mean people are going to watch it? Probably not. But uh, but I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be really good. Like I said, I was hoping that they were going to come out with an announcement regarding Ring of Honor. Because... Tony Khan has to figure out what he's going to do with Ring of Honor. Because shoehorning it into Dynamite programming um, is a bit confusing. And I'm not sure it's working. Um, I think it needs to be its own separate program. Whether that's on YouTube or whether that's on, um, on TNT or another network. I don't know. But I, I think... I'd, I'd watch it if it was on YouTube if they had some crossover with AEW. And that gives you another platform to utilize some of the wrestlers that you're not currently utilizing that are, they're on staff. They're, they're on the, um, roster, I should say. You know, so, um, I'm hoping they go that route. Cause I think that would be very successful. I think it would work very well. 
But um, but yeah, like I said, uh, uh, they've got to figure these things out because right now it just looks like a rich rich kid playing with his toys, playing with wrestling action figures, and setting up dream matches for himself. Um, like I said, I still enjoy the product, but but uh, and I still. It entertains me the most, but if this continues at this rate, I I can see myself burning out on it a year from now just because there's, it's not offering anything different. It's not offering any uh, any opportunity for growth. You know, sorry about the diatribe, but uh, that's how I feel about a lot of those things. You know, um, other things I'm looking forward with AEW. You know, um, Danhausen made his premiere. Um, wasn't at um. Jeez, I forgot which uh, Federation he did his match with, but uh, but he's obviously starting a feud with Hook, which I think that'll be fun. I really do. It's good to see that um, Danhausen compete again. He had a real nasty accent right right in uh, Knoxville, unfortunately. Of course, it happened in Tennessee, but uh, but it's good to see him heal up. It's good to see his leg mended and. Uh, uh, that's another dude that uh, it's so stupid that I enjoy it. I don't know what the heck it is. I think it's because it kind of partially makes fun of like horror, kind of intertwined with maybe like a metal twist. So I think that's why it appeals to me because that's kind of my my genre in the past. So uh, so it kind of appeals to me. A lot of people, you know, I see me as this country artist, which I, I am currently doing. That's kind of my my thing but in the past you know i've my in the past my uh my background is primarily in punk and, and thrash metal i mean the intro to the show that that's me playing so if you ever wonder who's playing the intro that's that's me i was playing around with a uh a van Halen saying on one of my uh <clears throat> amp simulators and i wanted to do a little two and tap and that's that's what came out of it that was it was a five-minute experiment on myself, and it, and people seem to enjoy it, so I I incorporated it into the show, you know, you know. So um, that's kind of the way I've been feeling about AEW. You know, kind of going not to be the dead horse, but uh, but kind of getting back to the whole um, the whole uh, Don Tony Mish Mish Thomas uh, uh thing that happened last week, you know. Like I was talking about before, you know, uh, adults um, go through things. And I mentioned that uh, I had a friend that I ended up basically cutting myself off from because of that. You know, getting back to that, I kind of wanted to address, um, you know, if you listen to the first show of this, we had a co-host. And, uh, you know, Matt came out to the show. The, the formation of the show was based entirely on the fact that we used to we still do. I shouldn't say used to. We I see the guy like five days a week, so we still have these incredible conversations at work about wrestling, and uh, that kind of gave me the idea. You know, we're having this great conversation. Why waste this at work? Why not put it on into a podcast format? And I think people would enjoy it. I think it'd be highly entertaining. I I know I got a lot of laughs out of it. You know, and I got a lot of enjoyment out of the conversations that we had so i figured why not put it on put it on file and maybe some other people might enjoy it too you know and um unfortunately the second show came about and uh and uh matt ended up having to uh, to take his uh, his wife to the hospital 
then the next show came about, and unfortunately work got in the way and things got in the way. Because uh, at one point they were working every weekend pretty much, and they worked like six, day, six, seven days a week, you know, 12-hour shifts. So it was impossible for, for Matt to continue to do his show. And, uh, you know, was I upset when uh, this initially happened? Absolutely. Was I upset with Matt? No, of course not. You know, because uh, I understand that life gets in the way, and this kind of relates back to the way, like I said, the way Don Tony, Kim Castle, Missionary, that whole relationship between those guys, you know. Things happen in real life that don't allow you to continue sometimes going on a professional course, and uh, and that's the way life is. And, uh, you know, would, would I love to see Matt? back on the show absolutely you know i welcome with open arms his seat's right here still i still got it set up so uh <clears throat> so you know if if he ever decides he wants to come back to the show heck yeah you know like i said life kind of got in the way of things but uh but you know was was i upset with him no you know was i upset because i had to go through and do twice the work you know of not only uh producing the show now I had to, um, producing engineering, blah, 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 you know, being host. Now I had to, uh, basically change the format of the show and go into, um, more of a standard, um, podcast format for wrestling, which I initially didn't want to do because I felt like that market already had some great people doing it and I didn't want to go this route. But, you know, when you have to, produce a show then that's what happens unfortunately you have to adapt you have to uh you have to keep going otherwise you're not going to survive so uh so that's what happened because initially the format of the show was going to be radically different than what you hear now it was going to be addressing individual topics each week rather than kind of doing a uh you know summary of the week but uh but you know, out of respect for Matt, I decided to uh, dispose of that and uh, and go this format. That way, if he ever wanted to return, you know, we, I have an entire notebook full of ideas for episodes that we we're going to do, you know, based on various topics, you know, and it was going to be a very topic-oriented, discussing one topic per per week kind of thing. So, so we might revisit that format in the future. It might not. I don't know. You know, it's a discussion I'm going to have to have with... Uh, with him, see where he wants to go and how comfortable he feels with things. If he wants to come back to the show or not, but uh, but that's a discussion I'll have in private with him, not not on the air, you know. But um, that's not that's not a shot at missionary. It's not. So don't take it that way, you know. Um, like I said, I don't. He his different his relationship with Dante is probably very different than the friendship I have with Matt. So so I'm not going to um not going to put that on him, you know, but that's kind of the, where we sit, you know, as far as uh, the format of the show, I, I intend to change the format coming up pretty soon. I'd like to include more topics, um, from outside of the wrestling world. Um, like to incorporate additional shows, maybe some video, you know, a lot of this is going to be dependent on what my budget is for those shows coming up because I'll have to, uh, pay for services that allow me to do video and and that's something i'll have to discuss as a family and we'll have to go from there but that's something i've been wanting to do you know as far as interviews and whatnot with individuals outside of the uh 
outside of the wrestling world and within the wrestling world, you know. I've got this vast network of people that I've met throughout the years who are musicians, you know, uh, authors, wh- you know, various wrestlers, various uh, walks of life that I would love to uh, give them a platform to speak on. So so that's something also I think that you're probably going to see uh, down the road. So in addition to the wrestling content, I want to pursue that too. But like I said, that's something that, um, you know, my uh, budgetary and time constraints might restrict that. But, uh, but that's something I'd like to develop further. And um, on that note, kind of start closing things out. Um, you know, once again, thank you everybody for tuning in. Um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Lucky Lady Candles. Uh, please find them online. You know, find them on Facebook, on Etsy. Um, Mother's Day is coming up, coming up really quickly. So you want to um, impress your mother? Buy her some handcrafted candles. Buy her some uh, some great stuff uh, from Lucky Lady Candles. In addition to that, if you live in the Trenton, Tennessee area, uh, or I should say, Western Tennessee area in general, uh, check out uh, Then and Now Flea Market. You know, we've got some of our products on there. I've got uh, my CD. I've got some of uh, my wife has some handmade products, I should say, handcrafted products. Um, and there's some great vendors on there. You can buy new stuff, used stuff. You can buy handcrafted stuff. Pretty much anything you can, you're looking for, uh, you can find it then now. Uh, flea Market, downtown Tennessee, right in the square there. You know, across from the courthouse, you can't miss it. You just look for the sign. You know, it's uh, it's a great place, like I said. And we have our stuff on sale there. So you can go down. And support support myself and uh, and buy a CD or buy some uh, some really cool products from my wife and uh, check them out. You know, and of course we have to give a shout out to ourselves. You know, crushing kayfabe, uh, crushingkfabe.com, crushing with a K, crushingkfabe.com, and there you can find a link to um to Facebook, to Instagram, to YouTube. You know, and uh, and like us on there. Throw a like. You know, if you like the show, please press the like button. Please, it helps out mentally. You have no idea how much it helps with the YouTube algorithm, with the um, Spotify algorithm. It helps out tremendously, so please do so. Um, and uh, you can get all of our social links, social media links from there. But in addition to that, we also have a site on Patreon. We have uh, Patreon.com has a uh, we have a profile in there which. Uh, for $1 a month, you can get the show ad-free. So go, throw a dollar in the pot, you know, every month, and uh, and you can listen to the show ad-free every month. You'll get notifications when the new show is up, and uh, you'll get privy to uh, announcements and, uh, and anything special we have coming up, you know. We might have some uh, Spotify, not Spotify, I'm sorry, Patreon-specific shows in the future that are they're so going to be solely placed on Patreon. So um, if you pay that one dollar, you get really getting a bargain, you know. Uh, and you help us keep the lights on, help us keep doing what we do. So that would be awesome. You know, other than that, you know, please continue to pray for the people in Ukraine. Uh, you know, send there are plenty of organizations that that can help out Red Cross, um, UNICEF, whatnot. Please, you know, track those organizations down. And please donate 
because the the Ukrainian people need your help. You know, we get. I know that we start to get kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? We we see it on TV every day, and you start to get desensitized to it. You start to kind of forget about it, and you start to live your daily life. You know, there's only so many bombings you can see. There's only so many attacks you can see. But when you turn on the news and see an Easter service that's been disrupted and people dying because of um, Russian attacks during Easter, that that is just, I don't want to say unforgivable, but I mean, that's uh, irreprehensible. And that um, that needs to be rectified. So please, uh, people, donate. Do what you can, please. You know, pray for the Ukrainian people. Some awesome people who are really showing us, uh, you know, some will to live and uh, what patriotism is all about. So my prayers go out to them. Please, you know, help them out, please. Other than that, you know, thank you, everybody, for uh, for tuning in. God bless and thank you.